Oh. I thought they just did anal. New report. The average straight man can fit two and a half penises in his mouth. Hello and welcome. We are back from theballerlifestyle.com. It is the Baller Lifestyle Podcast. My name is Brian Beckner. Thank you very much for joining the program. Episode 197 of the show. Quickly approaching 200 episodes. Good for us. Uh, If you would like to become a friend of the show, like could talk to us on the show or we can read what you write if you just want to be featured here you can send us an email mailbag at theballerlifestyle.com is the email address the phone number if you want to leave a voicemail 949-464-TBLS go to our Facebook page I've been kind of lagging there but I did we did talk last week about um, Japanese ice stair climbing the game show And I posted that there. And if you heard the show and you wanted to see that, you could just go to our Facebook page, The Baller Lifestyle Podcast on Facebook, and you could see that there. There's That's a lot of the companion pieces. A lot of the stuff we discuss gets posted there. And some stuff that we don't discuss that we only discuss there happens there. So go there. The Baller Lifestyle Podcast on Facebook. Of course, subscribe to the show on iTunes. That is the number one place to get podcasts on the internet so it's important to be active there itunes.com slash the baller lifestyle and of course patreon.com slash the baller lifestyle is where you can contribute to the show financially monetarily and if you do that there, then you are privy to the bonus content that we share on Patreon, and there should be some of that coming soon. So become a Patreon patron at patreon.com slash theballerlifestyle. Joining me now, of course, he's the co-host, he's the man, it's Ed Daly. Ed, how are you, buddy? I'm doing well. Did... Um I, you, you know, one thing about me is I, I enjoy all the crazy traditions of Mormons. Like, yes. just all the magic underwear, all that crazy right. shit. I mean, all religion has got tons of crazy shit. All but, religions are nuts, but the ones that were founded more recently, right. they get we give them less of a pass. Yeah, because, like, come on. Like, there's – everything can be disproven in this fucking religion. I mean, nothing's worse than Scientology, but – Yes, agreed. But this one, like, is pretty bad. So anyway, I was just reading some random thing, and I came across something, uh, some sort of uh, belief tradition type thing that is in the Mormon community that I had never heard of. Oh, I'm, I might, I might be aware of this. I've read a book about these people. Yeah, I've read under under the banner of heaven, but it, yeah. it didn't cover this type of stuff. Oh, uh, okay. You ever heard of soaking? No. I'll give you the urban dic- uh, urban dictionary definition. 
Like planking, only your dick is inside of a Mormon. No, that's not. Well, apparently, then, like that's just having sex. Thr- yeah, if you're not thrusting, like this is how they're like trying to do a little end around. They're trying to, you know, sneak oh. one by. I thought they just did soaking. Anal. Well, that's what I thought, but no, apparently they also soak. But you um, know, it's like, well, yeah. I'm just getting, I'm just changing my position. Like they're trying to, you know, pretend they're not thrusting. But I just thought that was amazing soaking. Um, yeah, that is, well, that's why they get married when they're, when they're encouraged to get married very young. Sure. They're, they've, they're just knocking out kids at BYU right. roster. I mean, the BYU daycare business must be booming. Crazy. I know they all have kids. It's crazy. Um, no, they I've never, have like I mean, five. Yeah. I've never soaked. You know what I did happen upon? N- not so recently, but not in the. Not so long ago either. Right. Was Mormon Mormon themed pornography. Yeah, you know what? I I stumbled upon that. I think it was that uh Paxson show that like got Oh yeah. Big love. Big love. I think like when that was going on, you started yeah. seeing like that that garb. Yes, and I was like, I don't you know, I might be able to get into this and it was like I I couldn't I assume it was meant to be like purposefully creepy. Yeah. And it was just like a little too creepy. Like didn't work for my needs at the time. I was Agreed. like I might could get into this. You know, I like um theme things. I like fantasy. Uh, not for me. I was not into the Mormon themed yeah. porno. At I'm not all. gonna say I didn't give it a shot, but yeah, right. I I, I'm it, with you. It, I didn't stick with it. No. But I'm, <laughs> me either, me either. I imagine if internet porn existed in the mid '80s, there would have been Amish theme porn after uh, Witness. Like I For think, sure. I think yeah. like, and that would have equally been cre- creepy. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I think there is. I think I just heard something recently, although I haven't checked it out. I mean, of course, what is Rule Thirty Seven? If there's, if you, if there's a thing. There's porn of it. Right. Um, I, I know I screwed that up, but um, there's for sure Amish porno. And I've just, I think I heard like somebody talking about it on a podcast or something recently and it sounded uh, super creepy. Yeah. What do they talk about? Like milking cows and stuff like Yeah. It's churning. Just, yeah. Not good. Uncle Jedediah's. Oh, Jedediah. I feel know. like David Tell does a good routine about Amish sex. Yeah. He does. Yeah. Very funny. Um, did you see, I was, before we get into the show, I, I sent this along, this faithful listener, Dean, no longer an O, Maha, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he sent along a link today from, and I've never heard of this magazine, Attitude Magazine, this is out of the UK, it's a website, headline, New study finds straight men in bromances often kiss and cuddle. Oh, it's a what, gay magazine. Well, no, it says straight men mm-hmm. in bromances. So I don't know. I um I identify as straight for sure. I don't know that I've I'm I've ever bromanced anyone 
That's a that's a that's a significant qualifier. I don't think I'm currently in any bromances. I mean, I have I got, friendships. Yeah, I got buddies. I got buddies. Some of some closer than others. No, nobody that I've ever um, kissed and or cuddled with. The cuddling is even creepier than the kissing. Like that's right. that would be that's even worse. <laughs> Just cuddling alone, like yeah. It's something that guys will do with women, or yeah, when, yeah, gay guys do with gay guys yeah. would do with men. Right. But to even be really into cuddling is a weird thing. Well, cuddling is cuddling is a destination for women, right. and it's a starter for <laughs> yeah, for men, it is a part of a journey. You, it's I've never you cuddled. I've never cuddled without. Hoping my penis goes somewhere. Of course. Or you do the requisite uh, reward cuddle Mm -hmm. where you've been, right? Right. You've been given what you needed. You've shared. The problem with that is you're not, I mean, like, I feel like when I'm doing the reward cuddle, it's like, all right, well, how how much longer does this thing have to go? Yeah, you want to be reaching for the phone. It's a drag at that point. You want to be. Uh, It turns out bromances are real after all. A new study published in Sex Roles, a journal of research, asked a series of in-depth questions (laughs) to 30. What were the questions? British. (laughs) I'm doing air quotes there. Undergraduate sports students to try and discover what straight men really get up to with their best friends. I like that this, this is obviously a gay magazine. The pictures are all super gay. Like none of these are none of the pick, none of the stock Getty images that they've used for the, for this article have any straightness to them whatsoever. The results were surprising and suggested that, when behind closed doors, heterosexual men don't let masculinity get in the way of forming close bonds. Hold on, I have to cough. <coughs> Participants suggested, for example, that a bromantic friend was, quote, someone who is literally there for you all the time to suck your dick. Oh, no, I added that part. <laughs> and will always be there to, quote, back you up if you need it said researcher Adam White. A bromance is between friends whose mutual support is perceived as limitless and unwavering. All of the participants said they had at least one relationship they would class as a bromance. All the participants? Apparently. (laughs) Where did they do the survey? (laughs) The dance floor at Boots and Saddles. This This is sports students in Britain. Yeah. Pretty interesting. It's weird that all. I mean, it's. I would say small sample size, but you got all these. You you uh, polled thirty guys, and every well, single one of those guys. Them, good. Every single one of them's like, yeah, I like to jerk off my buddies. What? I'm, no, I'm straight though. <laughs> oh no no no! I was I wasn't enjoying it. I was doing it for his enjoyment. No, it's because I'm there to back him up at all times. Right. Like he's my boy. Um, interesting. I guess these. This is like. You know, if fraternity members were honest, you know, it's a, that's that type of, type of thing. Right. Well, I mean, I've spent a fair amount of time in Britain. Yeah, and that's true. And you do have the 
effeminate Euro aspect of of it, some some of it. Yeah. But overall, it's not a particularly gay no, like they went to a gay bar. Dude. Like like it, yeah. they went to a gay bar. It's not like you walk into the average pub and you see a bunch of guys like holding hands and shit. Like it's they went to a gay bar. Because like are, I'm a pretty macho. I I you know, I consider myself like a pretty good friend to my close friends. Like I I'd help them do shit, move and you oh, know, that type yeah. of stuff. I've done that kind of stuff. Of but like but he was like, Hey, let's have a cuddle. Yeah. Can you <laughs> that just- would be it. Me, there, was, um, there was a guy in college. I saw he was the inside spoon with his girlfriend, and I really it kind of ended our relationship after seeing that. Um, yeah, you can't I, be I the mean, inside yeah. spoon if you're a dude. Yes, yes. no, you can't. Well, if you're a straight dude, I mean, if you're a gay dude, somebody's got to be the inside spoon. But you both, yeah, it doesn't matter. Straight dude doing. cannot be the inside spoon. The woman cannot be the outside. The no. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, the guys, the guys, definitely the big spoon. But it's in in a bromance. Apparently, anything goes. What is this bromance? Like there was that. That was a good movie with uh, Jason Segel and uh, Paul Rudd. Oh yeah, that um, that was pretty funny. Yeah, what's the name of that movie? Don't tell me. I love you, man. Yes, pretty funny. That, they, that they was a bromance. Rush. Yeah, but, that was but, a bromance. But that was like making fun of bromances. Like totally. That was 100%. the whole point of the movie. Yeah, totally. Well, I thought that was interesting, and yeah. I just I would need this is one of those studies more. I can't, I can't. Yeah, I can't wait to hear more of their studies. I would need to see their research. I would need this to be peer reviewed before I can pass judgment on it because I'm doubting their methodology right. at this point. Next month's study, new yes. report: the average straight man can fit two and a half penises in his mouth. Uh, yeah, pretty good. Uh, okay. Anything else before we get to some email? We're good. Okay. Email. Hey, B. Was my tweet about Thor Ragnarok one of the reviews that convinced you it was good? If so, let me know where to send the $30 to make up for it. I should have clarified that it was comic book movies great, not adults great. Apologies, Holmes, Francis, and Glendale, comic book movie nerd. Francis, I appreciate that. I uh, I like that you're self-reporting here. Move. Yeah, absolutely. You were you were wrong to have tweeted that. I didn't see the tweet, or at least I don't recall having seen the tweet. So I don't. I think you're off the hook here. Although you did tweet about enjoying the movie Thor Ragnarok, so whether or not I saw the tweet is immaterial. Um, you should you should delete that, and you should you should be very embarrassed for having tweeted that. I have this thing called Movie Pass. Oh yeah, what's that? It's awesome if you go to a lot of movies. Yeah. I'm like four blocks from a movie theater. Right. So randomly, like after the kids are in bed, I'll go to the movies. Yep. You pay. It started as nine ninety nine, and now it's like eighty dollars a year. If you pay, agree to pay eighty dollars a year, you can go to a movie a day. Really? Yeah. So if you go to a movie a month, it definitely pays for itself. Totally. Yeah. A movie, and, and like it works with bucks. like it works with 
pretty much I, I haven't seen a movie theater that it doesn't work with in my area. Like in New York City, because it'll display every movie that in the area, and like it all works. So check out Movie Pass. The thing is so, fucking great. So worth it. So you're going to take your Movie so, Pass, and, uh, and based on no, no, Francis's no, so this is, recommendation, this you're going to go this see This was Thor. my point. Oh, so I can see. So I paid my money for the month. Yeah. So I can see whatever the fuck I want, and it doesn't cost me extra. So I essentially I can go to Thor Ragnarok for free, and I've opted like. I'll see some shit. Like I walked out of a movie a few weeks ago. Cause it was like, I'll just give it a shot. And if not, I'll go meet my buddy. who's at a bar, not too far away. Yeah. And I did because it's not costing me extra. I've already paid for the month. I'll just go and leave. Thor Ragnarok has never even been a consideration to show up in that theater. Yeah. Yeah. For free. It's not, it's not, it's not going to happen. For me. Do not recommend. Do not listen to if someone's like Thor Ragnarok, so funny. This is you need to end that relationship immediately. I have I, I've talked about not loving comic book movies, and people no. gave great reviews to Wonder Woman. And I gave it a shot, and I I thought it was all right through two thirds, three quarters of it. Um, but the every movie to me ends with this like thirty minute, twenty five minute CGI battle. That like never ends. They just all like feel the same. Every every movie I've seen is like that. So I just I'm not into it. But the problem I was seeing with these Thor reviews were like, oh, it is hilarious, and that, that's like porn yes. hilarious. Not like hilarious. oh yes, like I don't think we should grade comedy on a scale. You could say this is a good comic book movie, but don't say it's hilarious because it's not fucking no. Annie Hall. It's no. fucking Thor Ragnarok. No, it is not hilarious. It is. Exactly that. It's the same plot as every other comic book movie. Something exists in w- and, and that someone wants to either control the world or to use to create an army of, of aliens to come control the world or destroy right. it or whatever. You know, they're all the same. Right. It's all the same. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thank you for self-reporting, Francis. Here's another stand-up one. move. Brian, Ed, Kate. Hope you all had an awesome Thanksgiving. I was glad to hear it was your favorite holiday as it is mine as well. And the rankings of the holiday dishes was fantastic. If In case you didn't listen to episode 196, Ed and I had a discussion, a top five ranking of our favorite Thanksgiving dishes. I was getting worried at first, like, is Brian or Ed just going to leave gravy out like a side item? Then when Brian said... Number one, I was beyond relieved. Lastly, speaking of disturbing, I am now disturbed for life after watching that Tom Cruise 40th birthday party. That will forever be etched into my brain and haunting. I believe that's for, that's the one that was in the documentary where they're all... Yeah, they're, they're dressed like Navy guys. They're all dressed like Navy. There's this real ostentatious, like gold, futuristic... Uh, day or set stage and there's like they're like singing along and they're getting real into it and David Miscavige is there and he's like 5'1 and Tom's like clapping and singing and dancing it is really awkward uh, I'm sure it's on YouTube Daily's Choice please uh oh Ed we got a Daily's Choice wow 
Okay, Daily's Choice, David Miscavige, or Tom Cruise, Scientology Edition, where do your eyes swing at? Of course, if you're new to the show, you probably don't know. Daily's Choice is a game we play. Ed Daly is tasked with using a urinal on either side of him at the urinal using the Adjacent urinals are two celebrities or known people. He only has a brief moment to grab a look. What will Ed Daly's choice be? Whose penis will he observe? Ed, who's it going to be? Scientology leader and very short man, David Miscavige, or legend, also very short, Superstar, movie star, Tom Cruise. Well, I mean, this is an easy one for two reasons. One, I did see that whole Going Clear documentary, but I couldn't pick Miscavige out of a lineup. No, I mean, no. you're saying he's short, but I have no idea what he looks like. Right. I, yeah, you'd only recognize him if he were with Tom Cruise. Right. Um, and Tom Cruise is one of the most famous movie stars of all time. Massive. So I'm definitely checking him out. And see, like, you know, he runs weird. There could be something going on there. I don't... There's there's a lot going on with him as a person, and you have to think some of it is due to something going on with his dick. You you got... Of course you're going to check out Tom Cruise's cock. It's not... There's not even a question. There's few people in the world you would look at first before Tom Cruise. And Tom Cruise, everyone that has ever met him, says the exact same thing. He is a just shining light. He has this aura of success and positivity on him at all times. He looks everyone in the eyes. He gives a firm handshake. He remembers everybody's kids' names. Like everything about the guy is just primed to move forward and be successful and be loved by everyone. Except for when he shames people for taking medication. You're so glib, Matt. You're You're so so glib. glib. You don't know the history of psychiatry. I do. I mean, Brooke Shields, like, came out with the painful episode of postpartum depression. It was like, um, thankfully, medication has helped me get my life on track. And he, like, ripped her to shreds because he knows about – he read a, you know, a a psychiatry for dummies book. Yeah, it made you feel better. Meanwhile, I follow the teachings – of a speed addict that hung out on a boat so the authorities couldn't get to him. Right. A science exactly. fiction writer. Um, I you gotta figure, despite the fact that he's five five, that this Tom Cruise is just packing Yes, yeah, such heat. confidence. Yeah, I mean I just picture it being girthy and just and just having that glow, that glow that envelops him that everyone talks about. I've just I just picture he opens it up and it's like it's like uh, Vincent Vega opening Marcellus Wallace's briefcase. Like a, just right. a shining light comes out of his pants when he undoes right. the zipper. Cruz doesn't walk around like Bill Macy. He no. walks around like, like, like fucking winner. Yes, just everything about him is a win. Uh, okay, that is from David in Salt Lake for work. Thank you for that, David. One more email, I think. Uh, Brian and Ed, 
seeing that the baller lifestyle is the official sports podcast of record. That's true. I feel obligated to submit a sports related question that every sports fan thinks about, but no one is brave enough to ask. How long will Kate Upton's marriage to Houston Astros ace Justin Verlander last? Before you answer, there are some factors to consider. One, they are the cutest couple in sports. B, they were still in the lustful infatuation stage and coming off a World Series championship at the time of the wedding. Three, they went on national talk shows to publicize points A and B. Now, I am a big fan of marriage and hope every couple lasts forever, but these are huge red flags. I've run the analytics, and the math suggests that the over-under for years till divorce is slightly below Verlander's career ERA. So what's that, like three and a half? I hope you had a great Thanksgiving and keep bringing us the important sports news that we can't get anywhere else, such as the controversial world of sumo wrestling. You're welcome. <laughs> that is from Adam near Sugarland, not to be conf confused with Adam in Sugarland. I appreciate that, Adam. This is a fantastic question and one I had yet to ponder. Ed, what, what do you think? What do you give? Well, one, I don't marriage? like these things. Because I, I I just feel bad predicting breakups or deaths. Like, I, I want the best in people. You're rooting for them. I'm rooting for them. They're both good looking. Um, I love... What? Verlander's not good looking? He's good looking, dude. Uh, I mean, he's okay. He's not He's not Upton level good looking. He's kind of yes, got like but a... He's, He's a baseball superstar yeah. combined with pretty good looks. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I mean he's, he's fine. He's, he's fine. way better looking than Jeter ever was. Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, yeah, it's fine for the for sake of argument. We'll say yes. They're they're anyway, they're a great looking couple. Anyway, um, what I love about this question is it's clearly a fucking Astros fan that just is consuming all things Astros yeah. and still wants to of sort of bring up his team. He's like, bathing right, we it. get it. We get it. Like, He's nobody's been thinking it. about baseball or the Astros except for Houston fans in a, in a month. Like, it's just whatever. Yeah. Uh, I do think the main point, like, I, did, I have not paid attention to this at all, but if they're going on TV and posting things – that's the that's the telltale sign of a relationship in trouble. Anytime you hear of a guy getting caught cheating or something, and then there's 400 straight pictures of him and his wife on Facebook, like it's it's too much. She, I believe, she also tweeted either at the Baseball Writers of America or just aloud, and it got covered and was and was understood to be at the voters when Verlander didn't win the Cy Young award. Oh, she crushed him. Oh, she like really went out and she was like attacking people like very much into his career to, to a detrimental degree. I would say. <laughs> I, I think, but like back to my point, like about, you know, Love is is a private thing. So if you're telling everybody that about your love, like, something's off. Yeah, it's it's one thing. I I would I would like the world to know I love Michelle, and I'd like you know people in her life to know that that she's loved. But at the same time, like I don't tell people, hey, 
I love this woman. Like that's that's for her to understand, right. not for fucking the world. That's yeah. weird. Yeah. Um, I don't. A couple things are going on here. First of all, Kate Upton is twenty five. What? She's been famous for a long time. Fair, you've known about her since she was like eighteen, nineteen. Um, she's still very young. Justin Verlander is 34. Not that that's that big a deal, but he... His career is almost up. He's approaching the end of his career. She is in the prime of her career. She's got all these opportunities. She, I'm, I'm sure, is going to try to get into acting and try to just do more and more and more. So she's going to be like running full force. He's going to be like... Pretty soon he's going to be playing golf. A lot. He's going to be home. Unless he does, like, TV. Maybe, but still, that's not, like, a full-time gig. That's, right. you know, time to time. I just feel like it's not going to be long. I'm sort of with Adam near Sugarland, not to be confused with Adam in Sugarland, that these two people, mm-hmm. they're going to diverge at some point. Like, they're just not going to grow together. They're going to grow apart. I would give it more than three and a half years, but I would say six, seven years tops before this thing ends. I, I'm, I'm going to agree with Adam here. But if it goes six or seven years, the 25-year-old's career will be definitely up as well. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Right? I mean – yeah, she could, who knows? She could get a talk show. Like there's a lot of different ways she could go. And same with Verlander. Like, I don't, you know, maybe he does become a, a color commentary guy or studio analyst. I don't know. His career ERA is 3.46. So I'm going to say that, uh, that their, their marriage will, I'll take the over on his career ERA, but the under on a decade for sure. I hope those kids make it. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to them. Um, speaking of people at the tail end of their career, Manute Bowl. <laughs> well, he was at the tail end of life like 10 years ago. <laughs> He's RIP. But we, His career well, on earth. We've learned that if that car crash didn't get him, by the way, how could he fit in a car? The guy was seven feet seven. There's no vehicle that could hold this guy. You'd have to my, be in a yeah. I was gonna say right. My two favorite celebrity sightings. I mean, I'm in the New York City area. You see people a lot. You just see people. It's just yeah. something you do. But uh, I went to this post nine eleven like charity basketball tournament thrown by Chris Mullen, and I got to meet Manute Bowl. Oh my god! And it's like it's one thing that. To know in your head that somebody is seven six or seven seven, it's another thing to just like be shaking the hands of that person. So massive, it's crazy. Yeah. It, like it doesn't you can't comprehend how tall the guy is. Yeah, it's crazy. So no, there's no way he could fit in a car. If no, you, he would have to like lay down in a school bus. If you see a six foot seven guy, that's the tallest guy you're going to see that year. Yeah, like that's a huge person. Now imagine a guy a foot taller. <laughs> yeah, just 
towering. That's just so crazy. Yeah, it's it, it's insane. So we we learned about it. He, he died at yeah, I think he was forty seven when he died, yeah. and and uh, you know we did we haven't really heard too much about him. Then his he's got a son named Bol Bol who just signed with Oregon, who's like the fourth best country uh, player in the country. So apparently he, he, there's some skills with the height. Um, yeah, yeah. This Bol Bol can play. I think he's uh, he's in high school here in Southern California, and uh, he's a monster. Yeah. So anyway, uh, I, I, they were there was some interview of uh, former Cleveland State coach and current Indiana Pacers scout Kevin Mackey about Manupol, and he said um, when when Mackey recruited Bowl from Sudan to Cleveland, he was supposed to go to Cleveland State, and then he didn't make he didn't qualify or something. So he eventually just went to a small smaller school and went to the NBA. But anyway, he said. Every athletic door is open at 19. Every athletic door is closed when you're 35. He was probably 40, 50 years old when he was playing in the NBA. So, Brian. Crazy. The, the real question is this. If Minute Bowl was truly 50 when he was playing, what other athletes, besides Otis Nixon, of course, were lying about their age? Well, obviously anybody from the Dominican Republic. Right. I remember Levon Hernandez towards the end of his career. Right. I was just. And El Duque, his brother. Yes. I was kind of like, hold on a second. Like, let's rewind. How old is this guy supposed to be? Um, There's one playing right now, although he's Puerto Rican, he's a Hall of Famer. Albert Pujols. Right. Like, this guy, I think he's still claiming to be like 35 or 36. Add a decade to that, dude. There's no way. Come on. I'm not buying that. I, I was looking up – the one person that it came up in a story, I think he's doing MMA now, Greg Hardy, is only like 28 now. Oh, yeah. he's Greg Hardy's doing MMA? I mean, yeah. That's – I mean, even Jerry Jones wouldn't sign him this year. Yeah. But I thought he looked old. Obviously, everybody knows LeBron, he's only 30 right now or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, but he looks he looks ancient. But I think it's just the guy plays all the way to the finals and the Olympics every year. Like that yeah. guy's put a lot of mileage. And on. he's he's balding, and he's just like oh, he was a man when he was like twelve. Lucky for guys like LeBron, we've known who, or lucky for us, we've known who these guys were for a long time. Like LeBron was in Sports Illustrated when he was like thirteen or something. Right. So right. we can we we've kept an eye on him. We kept track of his age. Uh, but yeah, anybody that's from somewhere else, especially Africa, Russia, any, any island nation, they don't keep really good records in those places. I think right. I, I remember there were some questions about Andrew Bogut because he's like Croatian and then he went to he's Australian. Australian. Yeah, but he's you know he's like that's that's not a like he's been a few places it's different than the DR. There's there's some questions <laughs> about his age, but this this minute bowl, this Cleveland State guy was like, oh yeah, he came here. No one knew how old he was, including him. He so, just made up an age. Yeah, so I just said, yeah, he's 19. Like, the the Cleveland State guy just gave him an age. And there's something to do with how many mar- – because he's a, he's a Dinka, I think is the name of the tribe, and from where he is, from the Sudan. And they do something where they, like, put – they scar someone, like, 
every five years for their age or something. And he had oh, like, like trees when you cut them open. Exactly. He had like all these scars on his forehead and that, that would have made him like in his thirties or forties at the time, but he was supposed to be 19 and looking back on it, you look back now and you're like, man, he looks old as fuck. Like you look at him when he, yeah, was he looked playing. old. Remember when they would like, he was different. But they, he was also revered in that joking around fashion yeah. that, like, Charles Manson, like, they're just some, some celebrities that just get into this, like, goofball world. Yeah. And they're like, man, he killed a lion when he was a kid. And it's like, well, that's, that's fucking serious that's shit. Great. Like, what? Yes. He killed a lion. Well, <laughs> but the, the Dinka, they're herders, Ed. They got it. They yeah, herd I get their it. cattle around. It's, a lion is a threat to the herd. I get it, but everybody was laughing about that. Like, that was a yeah. silly detail. Like, yeah, I, I can promise you, if I had to kill a lion, you would know that about me before you knew my name. Hey, sure. nice to meet you. Oh, I killed a lion, and uh, by the way, my name's Ed. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's I, not a funny detail. That's the coolest detail of all. Lion Killer Beckner, for sure, would be my, <laughs> yeah. what? my nickname. Yeah. That was a silly detail. It's yes. ridiculous. <laughs> Simba Slayer. He this minute bowl. He was by all, for all intents and purposes a great guy. Like everyone talks yeah, about yeah, what yeah. a cool dude he was and how funny he was. And he was he was pretty huge and freakish and all that. And um, you know, rest in peace. But let's be honest. He and he did. I remember after basketball, like he was so he dedicated his life to helping his people in Sudan. Like he used yep. his celebrity to raise money and just go back and like build hospitals and do all this crazy shit in Sudan. But one thing, one person he didn't do any favors for is Bol Bol. Like now that he grew up without his den. No, he's fucking gave him the same first name as last name. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I have Bull, a, Bull. A, I have a good story about this. So the reason why I met him that time, my coworker, his sister, is married to Chris Bowen. Oh, so yeah. so like we Legend. we got to meet hang out with Mullen and oh, what and this cool. three on three tournament. Yeah. And they were telling a story of when he got to Golden State. I guess that that was his first team, I think. But he got to Golden State. He bounced around. I think it was later because I think he started with okay. the Bullets. Right, right, right. Yeah. Bullets. Right, right, right. Yeah. So he was at Golden State and Mullen, like he's just some outsider. And it was like Thanksgiving weekend. And Mullen invites the Bull family over to his house. You know, he's probably got a pretty sweet pad in the yeah. in the area, in the Bay oh, Area. For sure. And uh, so they like, you know, showed the, the new-to-the-area couple like – an American Thanksgiving, <laughs> like apparently he was like very traditional and like he shouldn't have to get up and the women should be running around catering to him. And oh, like apparently sweet. there was a big problem when like uh, Minute wanted something from the kitchen, like a glass of water. And Mullen's wife was like, yeah, go get it yourself. Like it's right there. Just go to. And he was like, what? <laughs> but, but anyway, uh, he loved Chris Mullen so much that one of his sons is named all one word. One of his sons was Chris Mullen Bowl. Oh, that's pretty sweet. That's like Chris pretty, Mullen was Chris, the name. Like he's got like 20 sons. Like he's got a million of them. And like one of his wives, I don't know if the same wife sired Chris Mullen Bowl as Bowl Bowl, but 
I think, you know, you have enough kids, you just kind of run out of names. Yeah, and I, well, I assume when you said he came over, if you had enough sons, yeah, it could there could be a Beckner Beckner out there. He, uh, you, I was thinking that when he showed up for Thanksgiving, he might have had like four or five wives with him, because that's yeah, just maybe. how they roll back then. And so maybe, maybe he, you know, he had multiple. He had a bit of a harem going, as is customary where he's from, and you right. know he could have eight or nine kids with each. Why? Yeah, it's they they play by different rules over there know. in the Sudan. It would be kind of cool to be like go to college because he's going to go to Bowl's going to go to Oregon where there's yeah. they're known to smoke a lot of weed, and so it'd be cool to be like his dorm mate and have get the bong out and be like, "Hey, pack a bowl, 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 bowl. <laughs> Why don't you load a bowl, bowl, bowl? Why don't we have some cereal?" You can eat from your bowl, smoke your bowl, bowl, bowl. A lot of bowls. Uh, okay. Speaking of mistaken identity. Mm-hmm. And I just, I just couldn't believe, like, the whole thing that this is a – I played some – I played golf with some guys last week. Mm-hmm. And it's not – they're not, like, my friends. You know, they're, like, guys who are just, like, quasi-acquaintances. They're friends of friends. Right. And I was heard like in this uh, in the other cart, there was like a whole thing where people were like really like hardcore debating the Trump versus Lavar Ball feud, and I'm like, this is this is this is America. This is America that we live in. Like this is, is this real? Like yes. Not only is this happening, but people are discussing it as though it's a fucking real thing that needs to that concerns America. We there needs to be a winner and a loser, and I just I just they're both right. fucking losers. They're both fucking Twitter buffoons. Yes, idiots. Uh, so what's going on with old Levar Ball? He's he's pretty good at making the news. Well, well, well yes, we'll get to him. But so uh, last week, our hateful pederast supporting. Orange shitbag of a president got into a Twitter fight with fellow loudmouth LeVar Ball after Trump demanded credit for Ball's son at UCLA being released from Chinese jail for shoplifting. And like Trump said a tweet like, who's going to thank me for getting those guys out? And then when he didn't get thanked, he said, I should have let him rot in jail for 10 years. But by the way, that cunt did get thanked. Like those – Dumb kids, like they had to have a press conference when they get got back, and they were all, you know, they all had to speak, and they read a thing, and they all said thank you to Trump's dumbass. But think about like literally every president, presidents that I didn't like or liked, like did any of them need credit for every anything they not. did? Like not. I mean, it's, it's it's insane that he was asking for credit for. Definitely like a throwaway line. It's not like he was sitting through three hours of meetings working out a a release for these guys. Apparently he said, hey, can you do something about these UCLA kids? Something like that. That was yeah. it. So anyway, LeVar Ball, the asshole that he is, and these fucking networks that keep putting him on the air, which he serves zero purpose. But he, he just was, uh, you know, saying, no, I, I, I will not give credit. Trump didn't do anything. Yeah, and so the two not. bickered, the two Twitter bitches bickered, bickered and uh, of course all the dumbs jumped to Trump's defense and took to Twitter to attack 
reading Rainbow's LeVar Burton. That's pretty funny. And here's a little sample. At Prosman wrote, You're a has-been actor with a thief for a son, and Trump is the president of the United States. Get the picture. (laughs) At Stephen L. Epps wrote, You sure don't do much for the black cause with your unlawful, ungrateful parenting skills. At Little Popsicle wrote, Wash up actor? Check. Son caught stealing in China? Check. Trump still president? Check. But none of that is true, huh? LOL. And there were many, many more of these similar responses. Wow. And Burton took it in stride, but the question begs to be asked, is there a sadder bunch of people who still think Trump is a good president? It's crazy. They got to go out. They're like, we got to go out and defend this guy. Like, he's doing great work. We got to we gotta have his back. LeVar Burton, he's one of these guys that he doesn't, as I recall, I think he might have been there. They might used to play clips of him on Stern. Like he's one of these guys that does not have a real sense of humor about himself. He thinks he's really important because yeah, he, the, he takes the Reading Rainbow very seriously. He did Reading Rainbow, and then he also was a Kinte. He was all, and he was a Star Trek character that his no, I never saw that. He was he was like the kind of alien that his eyes were covered up by one of those hair clips from the eighties. Oh, hey, hey, I know, I know exactly what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, he was, and he's just real. He thinks he's like a real thespian. Like it, <laughs> it would be, it would be sad if this happened to somebody that wasn't pretty much a douche already. So I think it's kind of funny that people are mistakenly trolling Lavar Burton. It's, but it's also weird. Uh, I mean, this this happened in a bar. Uh, one time, like we were watching college football, and somebody's like, "Hey, whatever happened to that guy?" And they're like, "He he might not be starting, but he's making millions in the NFL. What yeah. are you doing?" Yeah. And it's like people defending someone that doesn't need defending. Like what what does what does like Trump being president have to do with this person fight? Like Trump yeah, fighting with some loudmouth on Twitter? Why do they have to defend them? Like it's a weird thing. No, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's weird. People do that all the time. I and it's happened to me one time. Like my uh, my sister or my my brother in law was breaking my balls on Facebook, and somebody who you know listens to the show like came at him, and I was like, it, it's just you know, it's joking around. Nobody needs to defend me on on the internet. Um, it's fine. Yeah. Yes. Like it's okay. I I'm, I'm okay getting my balls broken. That is always a little weird when because you and I. We're, we use our Facebook to, you know, just kind of like converse with everybody, like people from the show. Yeah. Just to like have, like we, like if you send me a friend request or whatever, I'll just let you be my friend. I don't put like, I don't put my social security number on Facebook. And so it's not, and you, you famously have never posted a picture of your children. Um, so it's like not a big deal, but it is kind of weird when like somebody you'll have an interaction with somebody that you actually know mm-hmm. and then someone that you don't actually know will like yeah, chi- in. chime into the conversation and you're like, wait, is this – is there some kind of etiquette to this? Like I don't really know the rules. I guess that's okay to do, 
Because I don't do it to others. Uh, right. It's a free If I don't know the person, exactly. I need to know both people if I'm jumping. If in. I know both sides of the conversation, then I'll weigh in. If I don't know – if I know one person but I don't know their relationship to the other person, I'll just like uh, – you know, not do anything or occasionally if somebody says something in a conversation that I think is funny, I'll just do the passive aggressive like where I'm just like, right. oh, that was fun. I'll like, like their comments, but I won't like, comment. I won't like jump in with a comment of my own. But it is, that's a weird, you know, cause like social media is sort of the dominant. It really dictates how people are these days. And it's just one of those weird things that I never sort of know how to do. Or whether or not to be offended, I just am not offended. But it's always kind of weird when people just sort of insert themselves in in a weird way like that. I don't know. I'm I'm not offended, yeah. but I don't I don't want people who really didn't sign up for some somebody chiming in like that. I have yeah. a problem with like stay stay away from just some random brother in law comment like he he didn't he didn't ask to be like ripped to shreds for. Something right. Like, I don't know. Or okay, okay. Here's one. I'll, occasionally, I'll get tagged in a picture that I didn't take. That it might be a funny picture, and I'm just tagged with you know someone else. And the, right. I feel like the other person is a civilian. Like he doesn't he doesn't have a hugely popular uh, podcast. You know, right. it's just somebody I'm taking a picture <laughs> with, and it just feels weird that people will comment on or you know somebody. I saw somebody tag me in something the other day and I'm like, Hey, you're going to get a lot of people that you don't know comment on this just so you know, you know, it's just, I don't know. It's a weird thing. I, I always feel weird about that. I try to untag myself as frequently as possible. Well, I have that thing where I have to approve oh. when I'm tagged. I got, I got to do that. Yeah. Set that up because it's pretty. And then it's like, Hey, you're tagged and you know, do you want this on your timeline or whatever? And uh, then I'll, oh, then I'll that prove that. Cause I, I see that and I instantly go to untag myself. Yeah. Cause some, cause sometimes people will tag me in, you know, like a, Hey, look at this cock story or something, you know? <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, exactly. uh, you know, my mom could see this, or, you know, I just, right. so I just, I mean, it's not that I don't think it's funny, but that's better for the baller lifestyle page where right. anything goes. Exactly. You could tag the baller lifestyle.com podcast sure. page with anything you want. Um, speaking of people that got tagged, <laughs> any updates on old Rand Paul and his broken ribs? Has have the free has the free market repaired his broken ribs and his lawnmower? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Free market just put the thing back together. Oh, thank God. Uh, so GQ sent a reporter down to Bowling Green, Kentucky, to investigate the incident where Rand Paul got rolled by some guy named Pierre and broke six of his ribs. Yeah, I think the guy's name was Rene. Oh, Renee, whatever. There's <laughs> yes. another guy with a shitty name. Another, like, orthopedic surgeon <laughs> or something. Yes. Yeah, and so they, they uncovered a lot. Like, Renee was, like, I think he's a, a super religious. His wife left him, and he got super into gardening. Like, that was his thing. And Rand, uh, it, I mean, the argument was, as it, it was initially reported, just a couple of assholes arguing over their lawn. Uh, I think right. Paul was spraying his grass. Paul likes to keep his grass really short, and the other guy likes a nice two inches. And so uh, Paul was spraying his grass into his neighbor's yard. Oh. Wait, whatever. Well, you know what happens sometimes, Ed? What? You could have one kind of lawn, and your neighbor 
could have a different kind of lawn. I mean, I'm talking about the um, the species or whatever it is. Right, you plant different seeds. Different kind of seed. So you could go and mow, and if you're not careful, you blow some of your lawn into your neighbor's lawn. Suddenly, he's got your lawn in his lawn. And you know how these fucking old guys are about their yard. Yeah. They're serious about that shit. So I'm kind of, much as I don't want to be, I might be on Rand's side here. Also, I like the short lawn like let's not let this grow too long okay let's keep it mowed like once a week wait you're on but rand was spraying his lawn well, into the other might have been it might have been inadvertent is my yeah. point and it's you know you can't be if you live in close quarters like this although i bet these guys have like it's kentucky where no one wants to live so everyone's fucking house is probably huge and they're you know, the Rand well, apparently or, another thing is they all made fun of Rand had the smallest property in the uh, neighborhood. Oh, what a pussy. What a cuck. <laughs> so like there were a lot of things yeah. going on and it really made it seem like this other dude you wouldn't like at all either. No, he sounds like a prick, Renee. But but they're trying to do some you know, digging down and find out like is Rand, does Rand Paul have uh, have an attitude? Yeah, and in the process, they interviewed a guy who was a local youth baseball announcer, and they found out that he once had to eject Paul from a Babe Ruth baseball game, uh, early or like around two thousand when Paul, who was coaching one of his sons, grew very argumentative over oh, balls and strikes oh. and started screaming. Oh, I hate this guy. Yeah. So, Brian, you know how like when these allegations come out and guys have to step down. Don't you think getting kicked out of your son's Babe Ruth League baseball game is enough reason to make him step down as a senator? Yeah, absolutely. He's well, definitely not qualified for all. 100%. The guy cannot control his temper, clearly. I would like to say, I would like to state for the record that I am not a tough guy. I am not, I haven't been in a lot of fights. I certainly haven't won a lot of fights. I don't, I Avoid don't want to be in fights. Yeah, I avoid confrontation when I can. It's just not. I'm not one of these tough guys looking to to mix it up with people. But I can state unequivocally, for the record, that if the fight is between a dude named Rand and a dude named Renee, I for sure could kick both their asses. For sure, yeah. nobody named Rand can kick ass. Rand. Yeah, Rand. Like, what is that? That's a, that's not even a name. Um, yeah, and can we get a definitive answer on his hair? I mean, I'm perplexed. It is uh it's a toupee. It's yeah, not it looks a like toupee. a size size spurling deal, right? Yeah, like it's a- just I don't I can't possibly be real, but I can't find any but who would choose that as right. the real well, that's, thing, right? as the fake thing? That's the old that's the old Ted Koppel where they're like, Ted Koppel you know, he wears a wig and, but then you're like, well, if he, if he did wear a wig, why the fuck would he choose that as his wig? Like, that doesn't make any sense. That's how you know it's his real hair. Or do you hair. think it's like, he just, he was married to it. Like, like he, he has to stick to with it. it. Yeah. But there's. Like Bob Ross, right? Right. But Bob Ross, he got that perm and yeah, then he didn't want to have a perm anymore. Yeah. And they're like, you're painting, you got a perm. That's it. Yeah. You got it. You're just stuck with that look. Like that's, you're on TV. That's your look. It's like, you know, Sam Donaldson. 
They, he right. probably could have glued that hair to his head. He probably could have upgraded over time. But the thing is, he picked a toupee in the early days of toupee technology, and he couldn't just fucking switch halfway through. Like that's just that's just the deal. You you are married to that look. That makes sense. And speaking of mar- yeah. married people. Mm-hmm. There is this delightful couple. I think they might be in the South. Let me just find the story. Um, these people live in, oh, yeah, Fort Smith, Arkansas. We've been accused of being placist on this show, but I can say unequivocally for the record without ever having been there or seen a picture of it that Fort Smith, Arkansas is a literal hell on earth. Like barter town would probably be a good corollary, like any kind of like futuristic, but also <laughs> retro apocalyptic. Like you wouldn't know if the apocalypse happened. I'm just not sure. Like, yeah, the whole, like everything gets I've wiped driven out. through Arkansas yeah. and I remember falling asleep, like while driving and drifting like 20 feet off the road no, before I realized no that I deal. wasn't on the road. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just fucking flat and nothing there. Just no big deal. Uh, yeah. So these people are the Gartons, Justin and Jordan. Oh, that's a tough. Well, yeah. Um, they're a married couple and they're from Fort Smith, Arkansas. And they are really fond of probably the finest restaurant in Fort Smith, Arkansas. And of course I'm talking about Olive Garden. (laughs) They are, they just used to go there a lot. Apparently at some point Olive Garden had some deal where if you paid a hundred bucks, you, Oh yeah, right here. Uh, The couple purchased a never ending pasta pass because money was kind of tight so this was like a strategic thing they're like we love all the olive garden now they have this never-ending pasta pass like my movie pass except for bad pasta right which for a hundred bucks you could go to you could eat at olive garden as much as you wanted for two months so they did that so ed luckily this past summer or unluckily these two found out that they were expecting a child, assuming that it's a good thing to bring a child into the world in Fort Smith, Arkansas. They decided to pay it forward. And considering that their last name was already Garten, they mm. honored their favorite restaurant and their never-ending pasta deal oh, no. by naming their child Olivia... Garten. This is is really unfortunate. I mean, speak for yourself. Um, Ed, question for you is when you're, you've already rendered yourself unable to have another child. You're that's out of the question for you. My plumbing ripped out, but assuming you were to take a trip to an evangelical, vasectomy reverser in the Oklahoma area, which is near Arkansas. Um, would you, would you choose to name your next child, um, Applebee's daily or just 
There's a restaurant called yeah. The Daily Grill, but I don't know if that's a national chain, but you could be The the, the Daily, The Grill. Like, daily. what if I like TGI Fridays? I'd be like, can I, can I name my son Wednesday Burger Daily? Yeah, yeah, see, there you go. Not a bad idea. <laughs> um, this is so sad because they're, what they're saying is they get, I mean, what was it, 100 bucks for two months worth of pasta? Yeah. I mean, if you ate pasta at home every night, if you're really poor, pasta is fucking cheap. Super cheap. I make my kids pasta a yeah. lot. That's the cheapest thing I feed yeah. them. So cheap. There's, it's fucking nothing. Yeah, nothing to it. So I, I, it tells me that it's not that times are tough. It's that they have no taste and they're choosing to go to Olive Garden. Yeah, well, it's probably a – I mean, they've definitely – they didn't choose to go to Olive Garden. They didn't do the deal because they hated Olive Garden. They were already down with Olive Garden, and then the deal came out, and they're like, we should do this because we love this place. Olive Garden chose them. Could you imagine – I don't think there's – like, I like food, but the thing about food is, like, eating different kinds of food is cool. I, I'm – yeah. Like if anything you had to eat for eight weeks straight, that would be... I used to work... Yeah. Yeah, I used to work at a pizza place. You get sick of pizza. Who doesn't love pizza? Yeah. You get sick of it. But I definitely got sick of their pizza. Yeah. Like, you know, every pizza place has a different thing. Like, I got tired of their pizza pretty short in, in a pretty short amount of time. Because, yeah. you know, you, you in the beginning, you probably have it like four nights a week. And you're like, wait a second, I don't, I don't want to eat all this. But no. Olive Garden, like the the national punchline for bad Italian. Yeah, it's true. Oh man, it's true. It, it re- really makes me sad for places that don't have good, like like Fort, good restaurants, like like Fort Smith, Arkansas. Yeah, but it's just it's again, I I love Italian food. Yeah, but it's hard for me to believe it's not like complicated cuisine. I mean, it can be. No, yeah. But overall, there, there's got to be, like, a local person. Yeah. Like, anyone local could do a better job than Olive Garden. I would agree. 100%. Like, there's better there's better food out there. And uh, you may... This was a pretty big story this week. The whole... This Flat Earth movement... Mm. Shocking that it is a movement because it's just accepted by because it's not a thing. Science that there is that the Earth is round. I mean, there's fucking pictures of it. We have pictures of the fucking round Earth. Also, the flat Earthers don't since the Earth is flat. They don't believe that um, that satellites orbit the earth because it's just a flat thing. They think that the satellites are just um, high flying aircraft I guess. They just fly around. Even even like obviously conspiracy theorists are, are idiots. Yeah. But I get I get why these groups exist, like that whole attempted sting on the Washington Post. I get why people want to be in denial of certain media outlets because 
it it tells them something negative about what they thought they believed. Like, I get that. I, I just never understood what's the argument for the flat Earth. Like, yeah. why would people conspire? Like, what, what would be in it for the round Earth, uh, spherical Earthers? What what's what is there to gain? Well, this is this is where all these things kind of fall apart. Where these the conspiracy theories are good, you know, they're good at theorists are good at like picking apart where they go, oh, well, look at look at this one little tiny detail that's not easily explained. Then this obviously means this whole thing was made up. But then when you go, what really happened? Well, I don't know. I don't know what happened, but I t- I'll tell you this. That didn't happen. Those fucking – that steel does not melt at 1,500 right. degrees. Exactly. The, the, what jet fuel burns at. I do know that. And it's like, okay. So you, you're just an idiot. You have no idea. Uh, I don't know what the deal is with the flat earth. They do – They apparently they think that the whole outside of the flat earth is like an ice wall like Game of Thrones. Which I don't. That's reason. I'm like, why wouldn't you just sail, just sail on out there to the ice wall then? Like, um, right, like Truman, Truman Show. Show, great movie. Like, eventually he made it out there to the dome. Like, you could do he this. Bumped into it. You really believe this shit? You could do it. Well, this guy's this guy. You got to respect. This, there's a flat earther in. I think he's in California, but like the desert, yeah. like the shit part of California where you don't want to be. Like inland like where you're almost in where they test shit out yeah like where where you can just kind of do whatever you want because there's only a couple of cops and they're they got to catch the meth guys anyway so you're just kind of like if you want to be crazy (laughs) you could just be crazy out there Uh, a man who believes the earth is flat and was ready to launch himself from a rocket in california on saturday afternoon to prove it has canceled his plans at least for now not having the required federal permits. See, here's the government. They're conspiring so, wait, against him. So, but he has he has the ability to make a rocket? Yep. He's built it. And he believes in the flat yeah, earth. This guy's called Mad Mike Hughes, and he's he's built a motorhome slash rocket launcher that he's going <laughs> to fucking launch into the sky and I guess be able to see or take pictures or something. And it says right on the side, research, flat earth. Um, but the U.S. Bureau of L- the BLM said, no, you can't do that, at least not at that location, he said in a YouTube am- announcement. It's been very disappointing. Hughes is a 61-year-old limo driver i don't feel like there's a lot of call for limousines out where this guy lives but maybe (laughs) send me to your finest olive garden who has spent the last few years building a steam-powered rocket out of salvaged parts in his garage his project has cost him twenty thousand dollars which includes a lot of money which includes rustoleum paint to fancy it up and a motorhome. So his garage is like a perfect mine garage with post-it uh, notes. Like this thing doesn't get off the yeah, ground for sure. Um, he was set to launch his rocket on Saturday. Plans have been in the work for more than a year, and he thought he had the deal set up, uh, but apparently not. Ed, how bummed are we that we couldn't? Much like the um, 
the, like the guy who said the earth was going to end on the, the rapture was going right, to happen Doomsday. on like yeah. October something, 2012. And then it didn't. Um, yeah, I think the guy you're thinking of is Mike Seaver. That's Kirk oh, Cameron right. saying that. <laughs> all right. Well, he's got us all getting raptured. Yeah. Um, like it would have been kind of cool to watch this guy get killed in this rocket trying to prove that. Right. It would have been, it would have been like the challenger, except everybody is cheering for the challenger's outcome. Right. Exactly. Like, no, like the thing would have gone down and like, they would have been like, should we look for it? Ah, I don't, you know, it's just sound. Ah, we got a firework show. <laughs> like what's a big deal. Cause that would have been, that would have been pretty impressive. It would have been like, uh, like one of these movies where the kids cobble together enough scraps to make some spaceship or something like that. Like this guy would have maybe gotten 40 feet off the air and then just, yeah, the, the wooden spoon he used as a steering wheel fell off. Yeah. And would have been pretty, would have been pretty what's good. What's the end game? Like you could like a more easily than a manned rocket. And actually you wouldn't even need to do this because so many people have done it already. You could just get a weather balloon and put a fucking GoPro right. on the thing and just let that thing float the fuck up there to the lower stratosphere. And you could get a yeah, nice good look at the earth. There is a uh, – I have a Facebook friend, somebody I don't know, but like in on conversations all the time, yeah? No, no, uh, no. And he's yeah, – I guess he's a real like astronomy kind of – the hobby guy on the side yeah, am, amateur and he stuff. launched he launched a weather balloon and like took pictures yeah. and posted them they were amazing really and you could tell there was a cool curve there was a curved earth like really cool pictures and i have no idea who the guy is but i was like okay so that that ends it right like right unless this guy has something to gain for sending up a weather balloon on the weekend it's weird that we do have to defend things like this like this one there's no one's no one got hurt or anything so it's like not as sad but it's like why are we having to actually have conversations about whether or not the fucking earth is spherical oh we're having a lot of trouble as a society yes. with facts yes. and <laughs> We're, we're really struggling. It's, we're really we're we're hurting as a people to figure. It's like we're trying to find our way, but at the same time, half of us aren't trying to find our way. Too much information, Ed. There's just too much. <laughs> there's a lot. There's a lot going on. Um, and then, but at times, there's not enough information. Take the woman who accidentally joined. A search party, only to find out it was looking for her. Uh, a, a missing woman on vacation in Iceland managed to unwittingly join a search party looking for herself. A, a tourist group traveling by bus to the volcanic Elja Canyon made a pit stop near the canyon park. The woman in question went inside to freshen up and change her clothes at the rest stop. And when she came back, her <laughs> bus mates didn't recognize her. Word spread among 
the group of a missing passenger, and the woman didn't recognize the description of herself. This is like some Curb Your Enthusiasm shit right here. Who gets fucking changed at a volcano? That's kind of weird. Next thing you... Like, next, nobody's noticing you there. Next thing you know, a 50-person search party was canvassing the area, and the Coast Guard was mobilizing to deploy a search party of its own. <laughs> About 3 a.m., someone in the group finally figured out that the missing woman was actually in the search party, albeit in different clothes. <laughs> and the search was called off. Ed, I feel like she should have to. She should have to do. <laughs> she didn't know Ed. She just who who goes out on a day trip and brings out an entire change, change of clothes? <laughs> like, yeah, that's crazy. I've been to those volcanoes. Like it's everybody's everybody's dressed like fucking you know a dad on a camping yeah. trip. Like nobody's dressed well there. No, there's no need to change. There's literally no need to change. <laughs> and if you're on a bus, you're north of fifty five or so. Right. Like like nobody nobody's noticing what you're wearing. This is this is my this is this confirms my logic of never ever taking a tour. You just never, you never go on tours. You never do a group no. anything. <laughs> like, well, do your own I, thing. I will say, I I've recommended for my mom. Of course, she's going. She's like, oh, you know, I liked your, you know, I like Michelle's pictures right. of Iceland, so I'd like to check it out. And I was like, well, you should go on like a tour where they tell you where to go. But she's she's about to turn seventy, right? Although my mom probably would change her clothes. <laughs> 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 um, Ed, no, uh, yeah. fancy sauce is out of pocket today, so we're just gonna have to. I got some stuff here we can talk just about. Wing it. it, but first, one more one email to get to. Greetings. Since the last time I remember contacting you guys, I didn't get the job I interviewed for then, mm. but I did get a promotion at the company I work part time at. But it was another part-time job, and it had variable hours, so it forced me to quit what was then my full-time job. Very convoluted. Wow. Side, side note, I, I, got lost. I recently heard that I would have lost the full-time job had I stayed because my former company had lost the contract I was on. A lot of details. I was working at this job since the end of August. And I'm writing this at the end of November. So that makes three months full that I've been here. Okay. What he's, so this is the guy. This guy reached out to us. This is Kevin near DC. He's a good guy. He reached out to us a, maybe like a year ago because he had been offered another job. And I think our collective advice was to fucking jump on it because you can't, you can't really. So he's telling us he was wrong because we were wrong because. That job would have no. Been he didn't anyway. get it. He didn't get that job. But he, oh, he didn't get. He that. did okay. get another job that he's working now. He's been there three months. I have since found a full time opening at this company that I'd like to pursue. So he's working part time, but there's a full time job at the same company. Okay. But I've read from various places that it's better to wait until you've been in a position for six months before deciding to look elsewhere. But I. I'm not sure if he means elsewhere. <laughs> it's a little confusing. I love Kevin because he's he's been a good he's friend a good of the guy. show in the past. Yeah. It's a little convoluted. <laughs> but I'm really fucking yeah. lost. Um, 
Yeah. So what? So he's oh, saying. Hold wait on. He's going to ask right now. Okay. So okay. while I don't want to upset my boss, I still need to look out for myself. That's the key. That's all you need to say right there. So I'd like to know how I can let him know that I want to apply for this opening without running afoul of any job search etiquette. I've been told that I'm doing well in my position by my peers in their reports to my boss. So I've got that going for me at least. Best, Kevin near DC. Uh, there used to be a thing, and I don't think it's a thing anymore, where like if your resume had – if you hadn't been in a job long enough – or, you know, you had you didn't spend like two years at every job on your resume. They'd be like, "Oh, this right. this guy's a job hopper. This guy's." No, I think that's I think that's gone. Yeah, I don't think that, I know what you're talking yeah, about, but I don't. I don't think that's that's a thing. our generation. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't think that's a thing. Yep. But, but more so, you're talking about he. I, I hope I got this right. Yep. He's currently at a part time right. doing well, right. and there's a full time spot open. Yep. I don't think it looks uncool no. to, to say like, look, I mean, fuck, life is expensive. Yep. Everybody, everybody who's wanting to, who's part-time either like they're part-time because they're also going to school or, right. you know, they are the, the spouse of somebody putting in bigger bucks. It's real hard to make a living. Yeah. On if you're part-time working part-time, work. you're working multiple jobs. You're, it's understood that you want something more permanent. And so, yeah, I think you're, you, you, you're very honest. Just say, look, I've, it, you can tell I, or, you know, in some way you say, I've certainly been giving it my all in this job, but obviously I, you know, I need to, the goal has to be a full-time job for me. So go 100%. for it. Like hundred percent. Yeah. There, I don't, I don't think you hesitate no. at all. And I also think like back in the day, it looked bad to be a job hopper, but it was also rewarded. Like if you just spent 10 years at the company, they started giving you gifts and like gave you better shit. Like that's not the way anymore. Like life is just more cutthroat than it used to be. So like nobody gives a shit that you're at a job for a long time, unless you're kicking ass for right. a long the, time. Just nobody cares. The best way to get a raise is to get a different job. Like that's, that's right. the new raise. That's the new moving up. I'm moving up in my career by jumping to the next company that's looking for somebody in a better position. Uh, so yeah, Kevin, go for it. Let us know how it turns out. And your boss will respect you if you're like, hey, look, you know, I know I'm doing well here. I like what I'm doing, but I need more. I want to go for this other thing. He he should respect that. And if he doesn't, and, it's a huge asshole. And indicate that like this, you know, as long as you're in the job, you're, you're going to try your hardest. Of course. But like... You know, you're proving it on a daily yeah. basis. Like, don't yeah. you've demonstrated? Go, go for it. You got to make job. yourself. You got to make it known that you're a guy that's in demand. You're like, hey, I'm Kevin near DC. Like, what's going on here? I want this other thing. Right. You know, I'm gonna go for it. Okay. We got people on both coasts talking about me right now. I'm, I'm exactly. A thing. You need, you need, you need. Check me. out these the Baller Lifestyle podcast. These guys know about dicks and stuff. Okay, Ed, in Fancy Pop. Yeah. Big the big news this week in the celebrity world. Prince Harry is getting married, Ed. And I got to be honest, I have never really taken much interest in any kind in British royalty or any other kind of royalty. 
But I'm taking an interest here. Huge, yeah. huge fan of the soon-to-be Princess Megan. Wow, what a honey! If I were this uh, Harry, Harry Windsor, I would be locking this up too. Very attractive, Ed. What do you think of Meghan Markle? Yeah, I'm a fan. I've, I really have not done enough like digging. I just see the headshots that like appear on my you know, social media feeds. Right. But but a fan, definitely a fan. Um, it's weird. I think Americans care more about the British royalty than the Brits. Yeah, it's definitely. Well, we're definitely way too into it. That's for sure. Like, like a buddy of mine, when I go to England, he's like, oh, they, are they just all genuflecting at the Queen? Like, it, it's not 1590. No. Like, they no. they know there's, a, like, a politician they elected. Like, they know that's where the rules are being doled out. Like, it's just like a it's, – it's kind of like the Kardashians. Like, there's that reality aspect of it. Like, oh, let's, you know, see the paparazzi there. Oh, they went to a fancy restaurant or something. There's some of that, right. but like overall, people don't like. They're not revered in the way like nobody's. They're just they're just like famous people, famous for being famous kind That's of people weird. in their country. Yeah, it's super weird. I remember when Princess Diana died, and I was like, right. "Oh, that's kind of a bummer." And it was like people were fucking out in the streets and fucking tears streaming down their face and leaving flowers, and I was like, "Whoa." Like she wasn't even a princess of us, right? Very strange. So this Meghan Markle, and I did see on my local news she's from L.A. And well, they keep saying she's an actress, but like, well, from she's on, what I read, yes. like she she was in one scene of General. No, Hospital she's on once. Suits, which is a, I think might be on the USA Network. It's a show. Oh yeah, they have like a thousand shows that sound like and, Suits. And if it's on USA, USA is like one of the most watched networks. Like you don't. It's not on what? our radar, but USA is like shows. If a show's on USA, it's actually pretty popular. I don't. I don't know if Suits. It might be on TV. Yeah, I feel like every every show sounds like Suits. It's like Suits, yeah. Spies. Well, I didn't. I get know, Scrubs. I get Suits confused with Franklin and Bash because I think that's they're both lawyer things. Yeah, and I, but I don't. Risoldi and right? I. I yeah, like there, there's a lot of those kind of shows that you see, like during the NCAA tournament, you see like promos. Exactly. Yes. Like, like, yeah. Who watches that? that? Burn notice. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> so she's on suits, and there's a few things here. Oh, first of all, I saw in the local news tonight, and she's from LA, and I saw they showed like her yearbook picture, and I love seeing celebrity yearbook pictures because then you get to see them with their original nose. Like no one, no one in Hollywood has their original nose, and you don't realize that oh, really? until you see their yearbook picture where you see their OG nose that they've gotten fixed for their first headshots. Where you see the royal baby <laughs> nose. Wait, so she she had a a different yeah, nose exactly. Uh, anyway. This chick's super hot, but a couple things. She's um, she's biracial. She has a white dad. She is? Yeah, she has a white dad and a black mom, which, good for the dad. Like, way to go. And, uh, yeah, she's, and she's divorced. And so both of those things would have- She looks pretty young, right? She's not. She's actually older than Harry. She's 36, and he's 33. Oh, whoa. Yeah. 
I would have guessed like 10 years. Yeah, she is very beautiful. Like, I don't, there's, yeah. I, I can't see one thing wrong with this chick. Good for the gin. She's so hot. And, um, yeah, so it used to be that if you, if you got married to somebody who wasn't like, uh, like it was a big deal that um, they were all like kind of arranged. Yeah, that until Diana, like I think even Diana was arranged. It, yeah, but she kind of like wasn't. Um, she wasn't like from a high enough breeding. Like she was, she was, uh, you know, from whatever they call it there, like titled it was people. Not that Camilla, oh, yeah, she's uh, So it is. It's kind of like a new royal family that it's not a big like he's marrying a, a chick who's been divorced and she's american and she's um black and it's a whole thing that's not a thing which is good but it's kind of weird like remember william was thought of as the good looking one and he's gotten he's starting to look like his dad charles which is not a good look uh, he's got a he's got a set of Gary Busey. Yeah, and he's brown. losing his hair and just the whole thing yeah, is not good. He looks pretty awful. Meanwhile, this his wife is pretty fucking Yeah, awful. she's attractive. Uh, meanwhile, this Harry, he's like a handsome ginge. Like he's a helicopter pilot and he's in the Royal <laughs> Air Force and like he's got, he's got super hot wife. Like he's really got things going on. Thing Red Mamba. Thing about Harry that's kind of weird is he looks Nothing like his father, Charles, but surprisingly bears a striking resemblance to a man that Diana supposedly had an affair with. Oh, <laughs> I'm just, this is not, I'm not, this is, I'm not breaking any news here, but if you want to, there's, I'm sure there's evidence of that on the this internet. This is like, uh. Like OJ Father, the right. big guy from the Kardashians, right. kind of thing. So, c- congratulations to M- Meghan Markle and Harry, Prince Harry. And congratulations to Harry for not only banging her, but not inheriting Dad's yeah, looks. He's he's got Dad is rough. Like remember, remember a few weeks ago when I was like really annoyed that people are like just that people like think Justin Timberlake is cool. And when he's just so cheesy and he's such a fucking ham and I cannot stand, he can't, he fucking mugs for every camera. He's at the goddamn, right. he's at the goddamn world series. Like he's a Dodger fan and he, and you could tell he knew the camera was on him and he was just fucking mugging for the camera. Cause he can't, he has to look at cameras and this guy, Harry, this is a guy you should look up to. He's fucking cool. He's in the military. He's like, he's a royal dude. Like he's born into royalty, but he doesn't, he doesn't take himself too seriously. And those dudes do, and in their defense, like they're so rich, yeah. like they could be complete fucking asses yeah. and just get shit. Their life is night. so weird. They're, they're, they're do-gooders. Yeah. Like they, they do a lot of shit. Like they're kind of like ambassador kind of roles. Well, that's the thing. This Meghan Markle has announced that she will not be returning to the show suits because she's going to dedicate. Nobody's watching. It's it's actually been on for, I've clearly never watched it, but it's been on since 2011. It's kind of like bones. Like (laughs) bones. That's right. That's on the NFL. Bones was one of these shows that was on for more than a decade. And you're like, no one you've ever known ever watched Bones, but there it was. It was just always on. So, but in the last, in the last, uh, maybe, uh, maybe quarter century. Yeah. The only things I've watched on CBS are Letterman and the NFL or college basketball, like sports or 
or Letterman, but like all of those shows that people are like, you know, CSI. Bones uh, is on Fox, by the CSI, way. CSI, uh, NCIS, uh, Big Bang Theory. Like I've, I've never seen any of them. No, me either. Oh, Meghan Markle played random girl on one episode of the league. So I would have seen that. She was also one of the, um, deal or no deal. Remember they like would hold a suitcase. They had like hot chicks hold suitcases. Yeah, I remember that like being on at the gym yeah. and not knowing what was Ed, going on. She was on one episode of 90210 in two, 2008. Oh. Was that the new 90? Oh, that's the, that's the, that's say. the remake with, with Ma- the, uh, Michael the from, the wire, from the wire. Yeah. Michael. Yeah, that was a real yeah. bummer. Uh, I was <laughs> He was dressed like Carlton Banks all of a sudden. It was a bummer. I was hanging out with people this weekend, and all we did was like 97 conversations about The Wire. I don't know how it kept coming up, but we were like- oh, I thought you were going to say nine. We were like reliving every season and all our favorite characters. I don't know. We talked a lot about The Wire. Anyway, this chick's going to- She's quit suits. She's announced that this season will be her last season because she's going to do um, philanthropy. She's going to like be a princess and like help people and do like kind of like what Princess Diana did. She's got all the money. Yeah, for sure. Um, But it's kind of – it's weird because you're married and it's kind of like a job, you know? Like it's – yeah, you're getting married but all – but being married to this guy means you have to like kind of be this person, this known person. But if he married – if he married uh, Emily Blunt or somebody who's putting out like – you know, high profile movies. Like I'm not saying, I mean, that's a big accomplishment being on suits, but like that's take it or leave it entertainment. Right. right. No, I agree. Like she's not making important work. So yeah. Like now that she has all the money in the world, I go do whatever the fuck you want. But that like, I imagine working at suits is still just a job. My guess is though, that being married to a prince would make that next job. Like, you know, she would be getting the scripts to star in rom-coms and, like, bigger movies. That's, 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 that is true. So, like, it would be good for her career, but no. Um, speaking of people that have had distinguished careers and are also shockingly still alive, Angela Lansbury, Ed. Oh, yeah. Elvis's mom from Blue Hawaii. Despite, despite the fact that she was only four years older than him at the time. Um, Angela Lansbury, she, um, Jessica Fletcher from Murder, she wrote. She's been, she's right. been around. She's, she solved the biggest mystery of all. Is she alive? She's still kicking. And she has, in late in life, taken to victim blaming. Um, she came out this week and said that attractive women, quote, must sometimes take the blame for sexual harassment. Uh, not a good or modern viewpoint to have. Turns out being hot does not mean that people can just come up and start grabbing your body and showing you their dick. That is not a, that's not now, current thinking. I I will I again another show I never watched one episode of Murder She Wrote. Even oh, though I used to watch it. The NFL week. always. So I, I'm not I'm not in the bag for her or not. Granted, she's got to be 150 years old. She I think she's in her 90s. Okay, is what she's saying, and I do I do struggle with this. I've never been. A confident enough guy to just fucking hit on everything that walks. Right. Like I, 
I haven't been that guy. But I do understand if if somebody's dressed really hot, like it I not in the office, yeah. but like I feel like a, a little bit. Obviously, I th- I think that all of this, you know, blowing up of the the Me Too movement, I think is a good thing for society. But is she confusing just like if you're dressed pretty hot, you're going to get hit on? Or cuz cuz that is different than no. Oh, then somebody's going to shove you in the corner and make you watch a masturbate. No, like, she I don't think she's read Sapiens. I don't think she's really like Clued in to the um, like human nature and what evolution because she said there are two sides to this coin. We have to own up to the fact that women, since time immemorial, have gone out of their way to make themselves attractive, and unfortunately, it has backfired on us, and that this is where we are today. Uh, you don't. Here's the thing: like uh, the hot chick. In your office or that you at the bar, like she typically isn't the one that's really working her look. It's and she's still the hottest chick there and she's still getting everybody's attention because we are men and it is in our programming to try to procreate. It's just is we want to spread our DNA. It's just part of being human. And now we have rational thought and we're evolved and we don't, you know, we don't just grab and attack, but some men do, unfortunately. And it has nothing to do with how you dress. That is a fucking, that is so old and dumb that like, it's no, I, I'm not, I'm not saying she was asking for it. Um, I was just trying to defend a doddering old lady yeah, who's 92. I, one thing I was thinking, yeah. one thing I was thinking about is when she went in, she was in, and it's a convoluted reason why I know this. Um, she was in beauty and the beast as a teapot and that actually made her hotter than the actual actress. <laughs> oh, right. She's, she was Mrs. Potts. Uh, uh, yeah, she was Mrs. Potts in beauty and the beast. Um, right? She had a more shapely yes. figure as well, a teapot. She's an old lady at the time. Even, even then, she would have been 20 years ago. She right, but you would have thought she was 95 yes. then with her voice. It was a, That's a weird movie, too, because she had a young boy, and it was like, there's no way somebody with that voice would have a young boy. Um, yeah. <laughs> I know, it's crazy. That can, do, that can be when we break down a Disney movie, <laughs> when, they, when the chips are yes. down. <laughs> uh, okay. What? couple more stories or at least one more um J- jennifer lawrence who is like little tired i want to be sick of her but she, again not unattractive you want, like you want to have sex yeah with like she's can be annoying she's quoted a little too often and i like what she stands for too yeah. she's you know she's one of these actresses that's making us think about fair yeah, pay and totally like, like I, in theory i like her it's just it's a lot it's a lot of yeah, her on I talk agree. shows well it's a, it's a lot she was in a movie that did not do well it's called mother it, it I, I was warned to stay i heard that, that a lot too um which is it had a lot the preview looked actually totally decent, but i was t- i was told the preview is not i heard that too that it was marketed in a way that it was not actually how it went 
Um, she was dating the director, Darren Aronofsky. That guy's pulled a pretty Dude. good. He has a good Dude. resume. He was with, with um, Rachel wow, Weiss. Yes, and before her, wasn't he with? Uh, it's killing me. Oh. Requiem for a Dream. Oh, chick. Jennifer Connelly. Yes, I think he was with her oh, too. Hold on, I'm going to go to the always reliable who dated Aaron Aronofsky. Let's see who he's been linked to. Uh, but even Rachel Weisz and and I mean, I mean, he's not a Rachel Weisz is one of the low key one of the hottest chicks there is. Like, yes, he's one of these guys. She's is she with Daniel Craig? Yeah, she's, she's got had, she's now. got kids with. She was with this Darren Aronofsky for like a decade, and then they broke up, and she immediately had kids with uh, Daniel. Got together with Daniel Craig and had kids. He's beautiful. Yeah. So this is as far as we know. It looks like Aronofsky's. Those are the only two names that we've been okay. with. He was married Still, before that. He's one of these guys that's not good looking, so he wears giant scarves that sort of like yeah distract he's, you. And he's much older than Jennifer Lawrence. He's forty eight. She's twenty seven. Which so of course it wasn't going to work out forever. But I did. I saw him on. I like his movies. I think he's pretty good. But. I do too. Yeah. I I love. I mean, it's a frightening movie, but like Requiem for a Dream. Yeah, awesome. right. The wrestler. He's got like he yeah. does. Yeah, interesting he's movies. He's a good. Uh, oh, director. he does have a kid with Rachel Weisz too. Um, but he's. I saw him. He was on a Tony Bourdain Parts Unknown or whatever his show's called, and they yeah. went to Madagascar and the like. The tribesmen. <laughs> they picked up some plague. Yeah, the, tri- the tribesmen had to like kill a <laughs> a. a, a wild hog or something and it was like a whole like darren Aronofsky seemed like he's a vegan i think at the time and he seemed like a bit of a puss uh but anyway he and jay law have broken up because like all directors and artists in general he was being a real bitch about his how his movie mother did and she was over it Quote, we'd be on the tour together. I'd come back to the hotel, and the last thing I want to talk about or think about is the movie. And he comes back, and that's all he wants to talk about. Mm. I was doing double duty for trying to be a supportive partner while also being like, can I please, for the love of God, not think about mother for one second? Oh, I could see that. because You know know what I'd be talking about if I was dating Jennifer Lawrence? Let's go have a oh, cuddle. Yeah, I'm like let's I, the, <laughs> let's work our way into the last thing on my mind would be work when she like walked mother. in the door. Like I, you'd be like, "Look, I'm 48, you're 27. This might go 18 yeah. months tops. Like I'm gonna make it. Right. V- Take a shower. You smell like Bardem. <laughs> yes. But then let's. let's I'm gonna talk. make this very enjoyable. And plus those leaked um, fappening pictures. Of Jennifer Lopez, Jennifer Lawrence. You could love bringing. Those I up. did not look at. She's up to oh some my shit. God, Ed, she is insanely naughty. Uh, so they're they're broken up. It was too much for her. J Law back on the market for some very very lucky guy who doesn't want to talk about his work all the time. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap it up there. We could talk about the Grammy nominations, but I honestly don't know any of the artists. I the only thing that I saw the headline was for the first time ever a white guy is nominated for best album or something which I thought is terrific. Is that true? Yes, fuck white guys. Yeah. Oh wait. 
best song or best album, something like that. There is oh, no the, white no, guy. I, I saw that um, Jay Z has hit for the first time been nominated for album of the year, which is kind of crazy. And as a Jay Z fan, yeah. I I. I've not gone past sample the songs on iTunes. Like I, I don't yeah. like and and on SNL, I don't like any yeah. of those songs. And, yeah, it's just strange that his like the all the massive hits that he right. had blueprint, blueprint he didn't have. Yeah. I mean, come on, uh, it's kind of shocking. So we'll you know the Grammys are still a thing. Uh, okay, Ed, that's it. Let's wrap it up. We Let's say it. goodbye. It was a, it was an excellent show. Of course. We missed the third part of our crew, Fancy Sauce. I assume she will be back next week. But we, yeah, we, I mean, we, we grinded we it out, nailed all the topics, Ed. Like we, we opined on USA yes, Network. Meghan Markle, I'm a huge fan of hers. Uh, Burn notice. Okay, so for Ed Daily, for the unfortunately a- absent Fancy Sauce, my name is Brian Beckner. This has been episode 197 of the Baller Lifestyle Podcast. We will see you next week. Goodbye.